Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. I just came back from getting my hair dyed. Here I was living my best millennial life and I called an Uber to go down the street. Mind you, an Uber XL, because why not? Uber arrives and it's an Indian uncle straight out of a Bollywood movie. He's looking at me like I've asked him to take me to Mars. And he looks at his phone and he's like, oh, this is just down the street. Yeah, I know. I could have walked. It's a gorgeous day. But here I am. The uncle's like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I was just expecting a long ride. And because it's me, I couldn't help myself. I said, well, that's a different price. That's the type of shit you're going to get from me. Don't play with me. Stupid games, stupid prizes. Like, my bad. Did I ruin your road trip? I will call an Uber to the mailbox if I want. Isn't that the point of the app? I know I'm not the only one calling an Uber to cross the street. I am helping the economy. I'm going to give Lyft a hall pass because they're about the vibes and the aesthetic. I know what I'm getting with Lyft. It's consistent. It's on brand. My driver's probably going to be named Genevieve. I know they them. They're going to have the strobe lights. EDM is playing. And I'm here for it. To all the Uber drivers, I know you're hustling, dealing with some crazy passengers, but here's the chai. If you see my name, you're probably going to drive as far as a good spit can reach. And that's okay. Because when Riri said, shut up and drive, do you know who understood the assignment? Waymo. Waymo is that bitch. And if there's a driverless option... I think that's the option I'm going to go with moving forward because I just don't want to have these weird interactions. You know, he, he was nice, but you know, at the end he was like, you smell really good. And I was like, do you have a wife? Like, do you have kids? Because I was going to refer him to the perfume to buy for his wife. And then he was like, nope, just out here alone. And I was like, okay, like these are the people, you know, these are the people picking us up. And it's scary. And yeah, he was weird, but, you know, it is what it is. If is. I'd rather have no interaction. I'd rather have a driver that doesn't accept a route that he doesn't want and then complains to me about it. I don't care who you are or where you're from. He just happened to be an Indian uncle. And I had a very nice woman pick me up. I just prefer women in most cases. I know a lot of girls are like, I can only work with men. Like, I hate girls. Like, not here. I prefer working with women. And for the most part, I know they're not undressing me with their eyes. Or maybe they are, and I welcome it. Like, I'm dressing for women, women and gays. But it is exhausting to constantly have to get your hair done. 
like dyeing my hair, you know, just to keep up. And everyone's like, oh, like you don't have to do it every two weeks. Like I don't do it every two weeks. I do it once a month, but, but it's a grind. Can we talk about how expensive it is to look mediocre? It costs an arm and a leg to look average. This right here cost me a pretty penny. And this isn't a moment of like, she's a pick me. Shut the fuck up. No, take it somewhere else. This is me before bed. This look was not free. Let's start with the hair. Been getting gray since my 20s. Every two weeks, if I don't go to the salon, I'm looking like gray gardens. You know, just give me some cat food. When it starts growing in the front, it ain't cute. Oh, embrace your gray hair. You go ahead and do that, hun. Some of us, we don't want it. Read the room, not the space, not the place. Don't even get me started on nails. Just so I look like a functioning member of society without talents. Right now, she's plain Jane. They're taking a break. I have to pay to get the stuff removed off the nails. Oh, gel gives you cancer. So does everything else in this world, apparently. Letting the nails breathe. Normalize plain nails. And then the skin. Just to be hairless. Eyebrows. Upper lip. Some of us, hairy girl squad, beard, laser hair removal. It's like a monthly car payment. The amount of skincare that I have to look like this. My bathroom sink looks like a chemistry lab. The potions, the lotions, I could finance a small country. Lashes. Some of you, your lash extensions look like bangs. Take it down a notch. I had to stop because it was just another expense. Not to mention the bald eyelids as a side effect. Needing to put Rogaine on your eyes took that one out of the routine. It did add a finished look, but it was like another $300. So as women, we're stuck in this limbo of waxing, threading, lasering, painting. I didn't even mention the injections, the Botox and the fillers. What we're paying could be a mortgage, but it's a monthly subscription to look like a functioning human. And I'm going to continue this. I'm not stopping. If I didn't do all these things, I'd look like a Neanderthal. Who's my homegirl? Lucy, the ape they found. Have you seen her cheekbones? Just saying. I just wanted to reflect on how much we spend as women. Don't even get me started on the clean girl makeup look. The no makeup makeup look. That's a whole other investment. And shout out to all the women who make the effort every day. Decked out. My mom is one of those women. You're doing it for you. I appreciate a beat face and a glam. We're dressing for the women and the gays. But the pricing in the beauty industry, whether it's maintenance or just makeup, it's outrageous. It's expensive and it's exhausting. The prices just don't make sense anymore. And there's so much on my mind. I'm trying to get to each topic today. There's just so much I want to discuss with you guys. So first order of business with regard to pop culture. Let's get to the pop culture stuff. How crazy is it that me and Dits in last week's episode, we were talking about Taylor Swift and her witchcraft and sorcery, and then she pretty much shocks us all at the Grammys, and not in a good way. Like I said, I am a noob Swifty. I like Taylor Swift a lot after midnight, and I'm all for a successful woman. I don't care what the color of her skin is, if she's doing witchcraft to get it, if she's sleeping her way to the top. Unless you're killing someone and harming people, like if you're successful, good for you. If you had to suck dick to get there, you know, good for you. There's That's what you were willing to do. But hey, you're successful. I am definitely the last person who is judging and I am not the moral police. We joke about judging, but we really don't care. I'm unbothered. If you're successful and you're not harming anyone, good for you. So again, they're saying 17 million people watched the Grammys, which I found that hard to believe because who is actually watching the Grammys? No one watched the Golden Globes, but it's the Swift effect. It's the Swifties. All the Swifties tuned in to the Grammys. So the Grammys can now boast about 17 million viewers, except these are like 15-year-olds, like eight-year-olds who watched the Grammys. It's not the demo they want. Like, these people aren't spending money. It's like children. And I 
like Taylor Swift's music, a lot of her hits, they're great, but most of her music prior to midnight sounded like kids bop to me. And had you asked me a decade ago, forget a decade, even five years ago, pre-pandemic, let's say, if I liked Beyonce better than Taylor Swift, I would have said hands down. But in my opinion, Beyonce lost me a long time ago by just trying to be different and A-list. Like, I know she's a queen and she has the beehive, but it got to a point that she was so unrelatable that, you know, I kind of lost track of her and her music also was just trying to be too different that I, I didn't enjoy the music either. I mean, there's a few songs here and there that were cool, but I felt like she was trying so hard not to be mainstream that she lost the mainstream. Like just people like me and you who just want to listen to a good song and then you're just trying to understand the beat and go with the words and the new tempo. And it's like new age for me, like her new music. I'm like, okay, like you can't really dance to it at a club. Not that anyone's going to the club to dance anymore. And now I actually like Taylor's music. And it's probably because she's matured and her music has matured and she just has more money and access to better producers. She's like calling the shots now. But to go to the Grammys and win Album of the Year, refusing to read the room, grabbing Lana Del Rey, whose old music I love, who is nominated for the same category. I mean, can you imagine? And drags her on stage to just stand there awkwardly while Taylor accepts this award is just a level of inconsideration and selfishness that I can't comprehend because I try my best to be mindful. And that's not because I'm a good person or because I'm better. It's because I've been treated badly so many times in my life. People haven't had consideration for me. And it happens to this day. But because of my own experiences, I try very hard to think of the other person's feelings. So much so that the person might think like, I'm a weirdo. But, you know, I've just been burned a couple of too many times. So all those things really bother me and irk me when I see them happen. I mean, the Grammys are the highlight of a musician's career. And then to make it there, and then you're dragged on stage to watch someone else win. Uh, it's, it's awful. I'm, if I was Lana Del Rey, I would have had a few drinks and a few sleeping pills after and wouldn't have spoken to anyone for the remainder of the week. And then Taylor has her acceptance speech and drops her new album, which by the way, I'm going to be like the 14-year-olds because I'm a new Swifty. I'm able to separate the person from the music and knowing that everyone makes mistakes. And I've been punished for a lot of things on social media. You know, people troll me for things. And I know that we're all human. So I can actually isolate this Grammy incident and still be excited for the new Taylor Swift album. And I would want someone to do the same for me. Like if I've pissed you off here and there, like I'm sure I have many times if you've watched Family Karma, but you still come and listen to my podcast because you know that show is not a reflection of me. And so everyone's calling Taylor a narcissist, but she may be. May, what would you do in that situation? Like, how would you be acting in that situation? I don't know. I've never won four Grammys in a row for best album of the year. I mean, that's huge. And the Grammys may be rigged, but we're going off of 
probably what album sold the most and marketing and it's all product at the end. Taylor Swift is a product just like on Family Karma, we were products. Like you don't look at us as human from a corporate perspective. We're a product. We're here to sell a show. They're there to make money off us, plain and simple. And Taylor's job is to maintain her throne and sell even more records and do even better than, you know, what she's already done. I mean, she already is the highest grossing female who's ever been on tour. I think her tour made a billion dollars. Like you can't discredit all this stuff. And yes, I do believe she was set up for this because she is white, right? She's blonde, blue eyes. She's mainstream, Gen Z and little children and adults like myself. We enjoy her music. She is marketable to a lot of people. A lot of people find her acceptable because her looks are not threatening to the general public, the GP. Notice I said general public, meaning people of color, including myself. I'm spewing the same garbage on my podcast, at my comedy shows, on Family Karma, as my Caucasian peers who have grown tenfold. In fact, I know I may not say anything, but I know a lot of them view and listen to my content and spin it in their own way and gain more followers from it. Like, I know what's up, okay? Mama didn't raise no fool. In the same way, Beyonce is not appetizing to a lot of people because she's Black. I may not be as appetizing to some people because... A, my name, have you heard my name? Anisha Ramakrishna. I can't tell you the amount of jobs I didn't get, for sure, because I was definitely qualified, but people probably saw my name and they were like, "Eh, I don't know about that one, you know? Can't even, can you imagine hiring someone and you can't say their name? Like, that's terrifying, you know, for a person who's Caucasian, probably. A lot of people are scared to say my name. Like, they don't even know where to begin. Uh, let alone my skin color. So I could see how Taylor was set up for this success because, you know, she's marketable. She's easy to market to a lot of people. And not only, and not only is she marketable, she's singing about heartbreak and exes and revenge. Whereas the rest of us, like, you know, people of color, like, we're, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about all all sorts of garbage, which is meaningful, but it's not palatable to the masses for now. Because like, most people listening, unless you're an immigrant, you're not going to get like, you know, living with your parents till you're 33 and a lot of stuff, you know, just like Beyonce is talking about her experience with racism and black power. You know, a lot of people can't relate to that unless you're black. I mean, we can as people of color, but by talking about these things, you lose a large percentage of the market is what I'm saying, which is why Taylor Swift has taken over because so many people can accept her. So she accepts her award and then drops her new album. And everyone's like, why is everyone hating? Why do the other celebrities look like they're drinking that haterade? Because it's like getting engaged at someone else's wedding, which has happened to me, which I'll talk about maybe a few years down the road. And I'll spill the chai on that if you DM me. It's like all these people are here at the Grammys It's like the highlight of their career, and you're talking about your own album. It's like ruining the show. You know, it's an award show for everybody, and you're stealing the spotlight from everybody and talking about your own album. And then, of course, let's not forget you now ignore Celine Dion. I don't know about you guys. 
I love Celine Dion. My family loves Celine Dion. Like my parents have gone to Vegas to see Celine Dion. You know, as soon as that show came out and she announced her residency, my parents were there. And just last year, we went to Sedona and the entire car ride, we heard Celine Dion's greatest hits. Like she's an icon. And I don't know what they told Taylor, maybe they told her not to touch her or whatever, but then how did you know you were going to win then? You know, it's a, it's a lot of murky information, but the point is you completely disregarded a legend. And then of course, backstage, you took photos with her because why wouldn't you? Because now you look like utter trash, ignoring Celine Dion, who's got some disease, stiff person syndrome and has flown all the way just to be at this award show and was completely ignored. But a lot of these people, including Taylor Swift, you know, we're elder millennials. I'm an elder millennial. Boomers, Gen Xers, like we know what an icon Celine Dion is. And Taylor should too. She's 34, I believe. But a lot of young people like these kids, they don't know who she is, so they don't give a fuck. I think the only people that had a problem with that were people like me, like people who actually know who she is, like the young generation, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they don't know who Celine Dion is. I don't think so. But it's Super Bowl weekend. We will see who wins. Me and Aditya have said we think the Chiefs will win because the world is rigged and we're in a simulation. And everything will be about Taylor Swift again. But again, I am able to separate, you know, like I can acknowledge that she's a witch. She's definitely doing some witchcraft and sorcery and black magic for sure. Definitely using her fans' energy to catapult her to a whole level of fame that we've probably never seen in our lifetime before. And she's going to help her boyfriend win the Super Bowl. And I'm also able to be excited for her new album and listen to it and enjoy it. And then we can move on to Jay-Z. Jay-Z, who has probably groomed Beyonce since she was underage. I know I'm saying some controversial things, but I'm with the TikTok conspiracy theorists. Like, I'm with them. You know, and calling her a fucking young lady at the Grammys on stage and then pulling a Kanye, being a sore loser, even though it was not your place to talk about anything because your wife was in the running, not you. And then you're yapping about how your wife should have won the Grammy for best album at some point in her career when Taylor just won, just like what Kanye did, like Jay-Z did the same thing, except just like I said in the beginning, and the beehive may come for me, your wife's music lost a lot of us a long time ago. So if she should have won best album, like, yeah, it might have been in the 2000s. But in recent times, like, there are so many new people and people that are actually writing music like, there's a lot of people that deserve this. And you can't just stand there and yap about your wife who didn't win. And Beyonce clearly didn't want that to happen. The, the poor child, Blue Ivy, who, by the way, is 12. Like, if Blue Ivy is 12, then I'm 24. Because we've been hearing Blue Ivy, it seems, since I was, like, in high school. Like, I don't know. Like, she's 12 only? I don't know. But the poor girl was terrified and probably embarrassed as well. And Jay-Z, again, you know, this whole album, Lemonade, is about Jay-Z cheating on her. She should have won Best Album for Lemonade, if we're going to keep it real. The album about where she's talking about your ass cheating on her, Jay-Z. That's what she should have won Album of the Year for, you know? Um yeah, he's blabbing up there. Like, people just need to read the room. I don't care how many billions you have. Taylor, Jay-Z, like, quit yapping. Say thank you 
to the Lord or whoever, the universe, the energy, your fans, your family, and keep it moving. And I might now, I'm going to go off topic a little bit. There's a lot of things I want to say and I have this outline in front of me, but this just popped into my head. So I'm going to share this with you as well. My makeup artist, Ade, Makeup by Ade, if you need an amazing makeup artist in Miami, at Makeup by Ade in Miami, or you can look her up in my IG following. She's been doing my makeup since day one, since before Family Karma. And she knows a lot about astrology and the occult and all of this stuff. It's like something she enjoys. And all of this shit scares me. And it scares me because I do have a third eye, which is why I think a lot of people are repelled by me, not because I'm bad, but because they know I see right through them. And I do have a gift, and I don't want to scare anyone listening, but I do not. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Awaken my gift, if that makes sense. I don't tap into it. I don't want this gift. I don't want to see things or feel things. I do have a lot of dreams that come to life. I say a lot of things that end up happening. I am a powerful manifester. I get everything I want, but I use it for myself. And I know I can tap into different energies and I refuse to and I don't want to. And this has been the case since I was a child. So there are some people who can hone their gifts and use them. I want nothing to do with this stuff. It scares the shit out of me. And if you're listening and if you can somehow relate, if there's one person listening, let me know because... I don't want to feel these things. Like I don't, I'll pass by a child and I'll just know certain things. Like I just, it's awful. And I usually know a person just by looking at them. I know what they're about. And I've helped a lot of people in my life because I can see, you know, I can see from the outside what people around them are up to as well. Like if someone's no good for you or if someone's like trying to trick a friend or something like I'll give them a heads up. And then of course, in a few months, they'll call me and they'll be like, Anish, you were so right. And a lot of the time now, which I've learned to do, because I've learned like, you don't need to talk about everything. You don't need to share everything. You don't need to help everybody. What I've done now for the past two years is I just keep quiet because people need to learn for themselves, right? So unless you're really close to me, I don't really share what I'm thinking about the people you're around because I need you to figure out on your own. And that's what I've learned in the past two years. Like just keep certain things to yourself. People will learn about other people in their own time. And I'm surrounded by a lot of good people, which is why I'm able to share these things with my very close friends and family. But if we're not very close, then I'm probably not going to tell you much. But back to my makeup artist, Ade. We talk about a lot of these things. We're the same age. She has an incredible life story. It's crazy. And she knows a lot about this stuff, like, you know, voodoo, black magic, the occult, astrology. And in the Caribbean, 
they have what's called santeria. Santeria, right? And if you Google this, which if this shit scares you, do not Google it. But basically, it's like witchcraft. It's like Caribbean witchcraft. So we were just talking shit, getting my makeup done. I think it was during Family Karma season two. It was like the pandemic time. And we were just talking like, when am I going to meet someone? Blah, blah, blah. And I think we were talking about Lemonade, maybe and Rihanna, and then Beyonce, and all these people, and how they get cheated on regardless, and where's the hope for everyone else if they're getting cheated on? And Ari was like, well, they all use Santeria. They use voodoo and witchcraft to get people's energy, their fans' energy, and to rise to the top, but it comes at a cost. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then she started showing me pictures of these voodoo goddesses. And the voodoo goddesses, like these photos are not scary. What is scary is that Beyonce and Rihanna and many other people in this industry, they are replicating these images. So the photo of Beyonce in the crown with her twins when she was pregnant, you know, with the twins and she's covered in flowers and that crown, like that's a voodoo image. And I didn't know any of this until that makeup session. I mean, I knew about Santeria because I'm from Miami and voodoo culture and it's, it's like a thing and they'll like cut chickens and stuff. And if you know, you know, but obviously I'm not involved but I know of it. And of course, being Indian, you've heard of Kala Jadu, which is like black magic. And there are people in India, bad people who use hypnosis and black magic and sorcery and all these things like for mind control and to get things they want. And I do think you can use these things and get what you want, but it comes at a price. And so after I saw these photos of a few pop stars, you know, just Google image, and they're basically the same images of these voodoo witchcraft goddesses that people who believe in these religions, occult religions, they worship these goddesses. It is terrifying. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Like these are most likely bad people. Like when I say Taylor Swift is probably like a witch and a sorceress, like it's probably true. Like I'm not just saying this because... I pulled it out of my asshole. Like I was shown by my makeup artist, like all these photos of these images that we look at and we're like, wow, like pretty flowers, like lemonade, the whole yellow dress and the baseball bat. That's like a voodoo image. It's, it's terrifying and it's a rabbit hole you do not want to go down, especially if you're scared of the dark like me. And that was not what I was going to talk about today, but I remembered it and I had to share it with you guys that these people are crazy and they know what they're doing and they know what they're involved in and they are using their fans' energy. I'll just leave it at that. The other shocker is Miley Cyrus having never won a Grammy. Are you serious? Like Jay-Z's yapping about Beyonce, who has 32 Grammys. Miley Cyrus, party in the USA. I don't care what you say about Hannah Montana. The girl deserves a Grammy. I don't know how she didn't have one yet. Glad she finally got one. That was weird. I think she has a beautiful voice. And I think she's very talented. And then they were talking about a musician named Victoria Monet, who I do not know. I'm not ashamed to say that. I had not heard of her, but apparently she's 34, she won a Grammy, and she has been in the industry for 15 years, grinding, and finally won. I precisely talk about that all the time. I don't want to be grinding for 15 years to win a Grammy at the end of 15 years. Like, I want to be young and rich. I don't want to be rich when I'm 70. I want to be rich now, and that's okay too, but good for her for you know, sticking through it. I don't know if I would have. And then we find out Prince Charles has prostate cancer. And at that point, you're like, okay, 
I like astrology. You all know this. I may sound like I'm obsessed with it, but I am not. I enjoy it. It's a hobby. For me, it's fun. And I take it with a grain of salt. But Pluto just moved into the sign of Aquarius. And all the shit's hitting the fan. Like you've got the Grammys, Drake's dick video, and Prince Charles' cancer announcement all in one week. Like, I don't know how much I can take. Drake's dick was not appealing to me. I know a lot of people online are like, ooh, zaddy, like, wow. Like, no, that is terrifying. Like, that looked terrifying. I wouldn't even know what to do with that. I didn't even know they came that long. Like, it looks more like long than anything. That's why I posted that meme in my IG stories of that vacuum part, the vacuum part that you use, the long one to, like, get the corners. Like, that's what it looked like. I'm like, what do you even do with that? Like, vacuum? I don't know. And then Prince Charles with cancer. It's almost like they're announcing it because they know he's not going to make it or something, but it is prostate cancer, which is curable. But you heard this when he won. All the astrologers were saying that he wasn't going to be king for long and William was going to take over. But it's crazy because you kind of see the monarchy just falling apart in front of our eyes, like since the crown and Queen Elizabeth dying and now the cancer and Harry running away. Like, it's just happening in front of our eyes. And I have my thoughts on Harry. I did read his book, Spare. And you listen to that book and you see what's become of him and you kind of don't want to pity him. I mean, he is rogue and independent or whatever you want to call it, but if you're born into the royal family, like that is a gift. That is a duty, I believe, that is given to you by the universe or a higher power. You just don't get born into a royal family and throw it all away. And a lot of you may not agree with me, but whoever he was going to marry should have understood the assignment. You know, I think Harry would have been better off remaining in London performing his duties. If you are born as a fucking prince, be a prince. He's like in LA right now or Montecito running around. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a big fall. Like you had the honor, the prestige, the birthright of being in a royal family. And I know they're falling apart, but still, like you do your fucking job. Like you're reading his book and you're visualizing these scenes he's setting up. Like they're in Balmoral, which is their castle, Queen Elizabeth's castle in Scotland, her favorite place where she passed away as well. And they're running the bathwater in these tubs that are like hundreds and centuries of years old with pipes used from like the 1700s. And they're served like this pie after dinner and the scotch and the brandy and you're like okay this is how you are raised and you want to run away from all of this and I get it comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of work and it's probably awful at times but it's a privilege to be born a royal I do not feel bad for Harry I don't know what got into him I think he has a lot of regrets we are also both Virgos so he definitely has that nomad, vagabond, wanderer energy. It's in us. It is what it is. We're constantly running away. And he's the same age. We're the same year as well. But he's made his bed. And now the whole thing seems to be in shambles, the entire royal family. So Kate has disappeared. And I've always been interested in the royal family and the monarchy. I think it's it's exciting stuff. And it's a shame that it's falling apart, but we're all just living in a time now where the younger generation, you know, they just they just hate anyone with power and anyone with money and anyone doing something, quite honestly. I don't know how else to explain it. Like I don't look at the royal family and like hate them. I don't hate anybody. 
Were they colonizers? Yeah. But do I hate them? No. But I feel like the young people, the youth, like I'm talking Gen Alpha, Gen Z, they just have hatred for a lot of things. The British ruled India. You know, I've gone to London and faced racism. Does that mean I never want to go there again? No. And I'm not going to Starbucks. But guess what? Next year, or even by the end of this year, I have a feeling we're all going to be back at Starbucks, you know, because that's just the way the world works. But yeah, he's got cancer and Pluto is in Aquarius now officially. Basically, Pluto spends 20 years in every sign. And it just left Capricorn and moved into Aquarius. And for me, I'm a Virgo Leo rising. It means I'm going to have a lot of changes in work, health, and relationships. So if you're interested, you should Google like what area of your chart is it going to affect. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I already had some crazy shit happen in January, which is another reason why I had to lay low. Nothing negative to do with my health or my relationship, but just nothing you would want to happen to you. Again, if you want to know more about that, you can DM me. You know, it's nothing serious. I'm totally fine. Nothing affecting me or my health directly, just something I avoided. Let's just put it that way. And I have a lot on my plate. In addition to deciding where we are going to make our permanent home, and we have to make that decision by the end of this month, February, in addition to that, which is super stressful because it's a big life decision, you know, like, this is it. Like, we're not moving after this. And turning 40 later this year in September and not being ready for kids. We're not ready. It just, it is what it is. Like, we're not ready. What do you do? And people are like, you'll never be ready. Like, just have them. Like, that is the worst advice. First of all, just like people say, you'll never be ready. Just get married. Like, no, I I have done things in my life when I have been ready, which is why they've worked out, you know, the, the major milestones. So I've got that over my head, not because anyone's pressuring me, but because I don't know. Like, I wish I had the answer. But I've also been a third parent, meaning me and my brother are 11 years apart. And so I helped around a a lot in the house with regard to my little brother. I did a lot. I took my siblings to school, you know, from the age of 15. I, I did have you know, a nice German car, but that came at a price. Like I I had to take everyone to school and run the errands and pick them up from school. My parents were running, you know, their business. So it was like growing up really fast and parenting quickly because I was kind of responsible for my siblings a lot of the times from a young age. And knowing how much work it is and maybe not finding it appealing, you know? And now me and my husband, we have this great life. We're very healthy. And to think of having a child, not because we wouldn't love the child, we'd probably be amazing parents because we're both very aware of, you know, what it takes to raise a child and teach a child and care for a child and love a child. I I actually think the the smarter you are, you probably find it hard to have a child because I I think a lot of people just pop out kids th- these days without without putting much thought into it. Like I go on TikTok and there's 25-year-olds thinking they're too old because they haven't had a child and at 25 like I don't even think your frontal lobe has fully formed, right? And you're thinking about having a child, I don't recommend you waiting till you're my age either. Preferably, you know, you get married by 35 and have a kid by 37. That would be like the ideal situation. But I'm just, I just don't know if that's something I'm ready for. And maybe I'll never be ready. And maybe when I am ready, I'll be 50 and then I'll have to use a surrogate. But then I'll be 70 and my kid will be 20. And is that what I want? Like, no, but I'm I'm giving you the chai of like the thoughts I'm having. 
And not to mention, I may be a geriatric millennial, but I can't relate to a lot of millennials in general. And I definitely can't relate to Gen Z. I may be aware of their culture and I get the lingo and I can hang. And a lot of my audience, like actually 70% of the audience in our demo, in my demo, is 18 to 45. So some youngins are listening. A lot of youngins are listening, actually. Except I don't know where I fit in because I don't have kids. I just got married. And I'm also not in the corporate world. So I'm not W-2. I don't have a job that I go to every day. I, I work for myself. I spend a lot of my time alone. And when you hang out with people like my friends who are in their late 30s, they are either at a corporate job, even if they're single, or they have a family and a home. And I can't relate to either party because I'm in this weird limbo. Like, I don't have either. And I just got married. And I can't relate to Gen Z either because their thinking is so different from mine. They're mad at everything and canceling everything and protesting and rioting about every little thing you can imagine. And I'm not talking about the war. I'm talking about everything outside of that. Like you literally post like the sky is blue and some Gen Z kids yelling at you about how it's pink. Like they just want to fight. And so I have this millennial imposter syndrome because I don't feel like an adult. And I am married and adulting. And I have lived alone before in New York and paid bills and all of that. But I think so much of everything in my life was delayed. So that includes maybe my biological clock. I don't know. I don't know. And a lot of my friends who are still single, they're elder millennials. They're living the lives of 25-year-olds. Like they're still going out to drink every day and all of that. Because for me, I think it's because boomers aren't leaving the workforce. You know, everyone's talking about how the great retirement is coming. Like there's not enough space for the boomers who are retiring. They're not retiring, hon. In every field, the boomers are still in the leadership positions. They are the CEOs. They are the presidents, like the VPs. Millennials, the reason why we can't afford a home, not only is it because of inflation and interest rates and we're not getting paid shit, it's because we can't be in those roles that we're meant to be in because the boomers aren't retiring. And then you've got Gen X. Gen X is still young. They're like 49 right now. Like, they're going to take over. And so at what point will it be our chance to do anything? Because the boomers have stayed in these roles in all fields for so long. They're not retiring. They're not leaving. And then Gen X will take over. And then by the time we're 50 is when things might start opening up. I don't even think so by then. Not to mention that millennials are dying of colon cancer. So will we even live to become the CEO? Like, who knows? So, yeah, I don't know. But something to look forward to other than the Super Bowl. I am not a football fan. I don't know anything about football. But of course, I'll watch the Super Bowl. It is also on Chinese New Year, which is very weird. You know, I find that strange. Like, all that sorcery shit and the full moon, like... February 10th is also Chinese New Year. I know people feel a certain way. Some people feel a way about China. I love China. I might get flagged after this. The FBI might call me and knock on my door. Who knows? I love China. I did a lot of business in China and I have a lot of close friends, both Chinese and Caucasian, who live and lived in China. I've stayed in China. I spent my, was it 34th birthday or 33rd birthday alone in China for a month. 
And I can record that. You guys loved the African adventure podcast so much. I can tell you about my China trip, which I might drop that for a bonus episode. So you'll get two episodes this week to make up for the lack of episode in week one because I had like four migraines. But I'll talk about my China trip. A lot of people don't like China, but I love China. I actually celebrate Chinese New Year versus the real New Year. I mean, I celebrate it all, but Chinese New Year is like the New Year I choose to follow in terms of the actual New Year on the calendar. And so it's the year of the dragon. I am a rat and I'm going to make some vegetarian soup dumplings. It's a recipe I got off TikTok. I'm super excited. And it's something to look forward to, you know, the Super Bowl and the Chinese New Year coming up. But thank you for listening and Happy New Year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.